What's up, y'all? We're your hosts, Brandon and Cherie Cobia, and you're tuned in to another episode of Fit Chat, where we chat through not only physical fitness, but also your balance of mental, spiritual, relational, and financial fitness. You'll get our uncut perspective on life's biggest needs, all mixed in with a little bit of real life and some good old common sense. So let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Fit Chat. Today, Brandon and I are going to be talking to you about financial fitness. Mm -hmm. Now, hopefully we didn't just lose everybody, even when you just read financial part, because it can be a little bit of a scary topic for us, but we want to kind of maybe help out a little bit with that. Um, Finances are something you can't get away from, right? We all have to deal with it day in and day out. We have to have money to live. We have to, we have responsibilities. We have families. We have things that we have to take care of. So there's, it can be complicated, um, but we're going to try to break it down and, and talk through what we can do to, you know, take the stress off of that certain subject. It has, it touches so many different aspects of our life. Uh, we just talk about physical fitness. I mean, if your finances aren't in order, you're going to feel it in your body. You're going to be stressed out mentally. You're going to probably gain weight or lose weight depending on, you know, your habits. It touches your family. It touches your, you know, your mental outlook, your spirituality. So that's why we kind of group it into all these other subjects because it really does touch everything. So when, if we're talking marriage and couples, usually one person is a little more, um, a little better with numbers and loves doing the, the quote unquote budget and that sort of thing a little bit more. Brandon is that person in our relationship, but you know, you may be a single person and doing this all by yourself. So even if you don't like it, you got to get good at it because it's going to take a lot off your shoulders. So, um, Brandon, uh, do you want to, what do you have to, aren't there a few different subjects that we want to talk through here? I feel like we need to remind everybody for the hundredth time that this show is never edited by the way we just hit record and start talking so yeah so i kind of clamored that was his nice way of saying that sheree kind of clamored through that first part shape it up let's go it's all right it's been a long day um no the the the, i mean there's really only a handful of things that you can do with money i mean you can spend it you can save it and you can give it and that's kind of it so you got to look at it pretty simply first we want to go through each of those areas and kind of talk more in detail about some of the just the basics around that, um, partly because there's, I don't want to say a lot of people don't know, but a lot of people don't know. Like when I was 25, I got out of college and got a job and I didn't understand 90% of the stuff that we'll talk about. Not, not all on this episode, but just in the future episodes, I, I just, I had to learn and I, I learned from a lot of different sources and, um, I used, like Dave Ramsey's principles a lot, but a lot of the stuff I learned, I wouldn't have known if I didn't take the time to do it. So maybe we'll give you some nuggets that uh, can help you, especially if you're one of those youngins out there. So let's talk first about just spending, right? That's the easy one. Everybody pretty much knows how to spend, probably some more than others. Um, I put that into the bucket of just living also, like you got to 
you got to spend money to live. Um, and then the bucket that also falls into is like some of the goals that you have out there, right? You got to, you got to kind of put some of those down so you know what's important to you on a monthly basis. So if we're just talking about what you spend, um, and that really falls into a budget, which we'll talk about in a second, but like you got to start looking at things one item at a time. So when you have a job, doesn't matter what the job is, what the income is, you're going to have monthly expenses. You need to put those down on paper or use an app or put them in Excel. I've got an Excel file I've had for 20 years that I think is just brilliant, but I, it's, it's easy to me, but some people, I mean, everything's digital now, throw it into an app. There's a ton of apps out there that help you manage that, but you got to have a plan with it. That's all we're trying to say. Come up with a plan, look at all of these items and go execute from there. You know, some people love to write out like their goals also. So I, I'm big on that. I don't know. I don't know if Cherie writes it out. She probably does vision boards and crap like that. What, do, like what do you do? I have done vision boards and that's okay. Brandon love, loves him some Excel and he loves gold and that is fine. And let me just say, ladies, if just this first three minutes has freaked you out because you have to, you realize you may have to sit down with your man and write out your, um, the things that you want to spend money on and your goals and some, and all that and have to put a number by it. Let me just say, this is one of the largest opportunities for you to go grow closer to your spouse and to be able to have like meaningful conversation because you're able to share what's important to you. And I don't know. I think it touches everything. Like money is is every single day you use it in one way, shape or form. So you have to communicate about it. If you can figure out how to communicate about money, it doesn't solve everything, but it makes the communication process, which sucks hard in marriage, makes it easier. Right. And if you will listen to your spouse and what's important to them on both sides and you can put it down, you will go grow closer through this. So that's a, it's a huge win for this. You publicly just said you need to listen to me. Oh, you said both ways. Okay. Both Both ways. ways. All right. Anyway, I digress back into the goals. So you got to have some of each, right? Some short-term goals, some long-term goals. So think of like short-term, like this week today, like we want what we want to, we wanted a blower. (laughs) <laughs> he did he saw a nice blower at costco that he wanted was that- a, a yard blower okay let's clarify so um yeah little things like i don't buy them if they're not in the budget or if we haven't talked about i wouldn't i wouldn't go buy that without asking sheree like hey is this cool i'm y'all may think that's weird but we talk about most big ticket items and big ticket for us is I don't know, hundred bucks or something, whatever makes you feel like, Ugh, I probably should ask my spouse. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a spouse, you don't have to worry about that. That's right. one of the benefits. Um, but get, get some short and long-term goals and then simply put, just agree, right? You, you need to be in agreement. Even if you're going to blow your budget or you're going to be a tight, both tight wads or whatever you're going to be, you're probably a mix, but like you need to be in agreement of this is how we're going to live. And can we stick to it? Right. And it's a constant like reassessment every single month because it's going to it's going to suck like the first few months of trying this. Yeah. And let me clarify also what you just said. Any, in my opinion, 
well, it's going to blow your budget if you don't put every expense on there. So if I go get my nails done mm. and it's $50, mm. just because it's not a $100 item doesn't mean it ne- doesn't need to go on the list with a number by it. So it's just some of the bigger, t- and every, every relationship is different and just talk through what that number is where you think you need to pick up the phone and have a conversation about it. If it wasn't on your quote unquote budget or your list, whatever you want to call it, that makes, makes you happy. Um, you know, just decide what that is. Every single thing needs to go on in there, especially if it's something that happens every month. Specifically, if you're a guy, you need to understand that girls actually have to get their hair cut like every six weeks. It doesn't make sense. Split ends are a myth. They're a lie. That's what, that's what people at the, at the hair salon say (laughs) to get you to come back. But some of our biggest fights have been post uh, haircut analysis. So, but now he agrees that he would, he would rather me look good than not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, all this is done regardless of your income. Doesn't matter if you make 10 K a year or 10 million a year, you need to have a plan of what you're going to do with your money. Agree. Agree. Thank you. All right. Moving into the next one. So we talked about spending. We'll talk about saving, right? All saving is, is just to me, it's just cushion because something is going to happen one day where you need the money. It's not if, but when, right? You're going, you don't, we have an umbrella at our house. We don't just not buy an umbrella because we think it's never going to rain. It's going to rain one day and we're going to need it. So that's all savings is to me is like, I'm going to put some money aside because life is coming one way, shape, or form. It may come in a bigger form or smaller form, but I'm going to be ready one way or the other. And if you're one of those who's gotten hit with life, you may be a little more prone to want to save more. So starting out, it may just be, look, I need a thousand bucks in the bank. That makes me feel safe. That makes me feel secure until I can like go tackle some of these debts and things like that. And that's, that's actually what we recommend. We can talk more about that later. What I'm talking about with saving though, is like, what is your, let's say you've gotten debts paid off, right? We're talking down the road. What is that number that makes you or, and your spouse feel comfortable? And we look at it like an emergency, right? So we have an emergency fund, which is just there for a a true emergency, not Christmas. Christmas is an emergency. You know, Christmas is coming. Um, Needing new tires for your car is not an emergency. You know that eventually you're going to need new tires for your car. I'm talking about a major health expense, you know, something that was unexpected, $10,000 worth of something or a job loss. Yeah. Been through that. Like what, what makes you feel secure that you can live for X number of months without having that money back? Yeah. And I'll say men, um, women, women's number one need is security. So to not have this conversation with your wife and to not have a plan. And I know we're talking a lot to couples here because that's what we are, but to not have a plan probably makes her feel unsafe. And that brings along a whole other set of issues. So, right. And if you don't have a woman who is actually needing that security, you may need to I probably shouldn't say that. I was going to say you need to reassess your woman. Maybe she cares too much about Gucci bags, but 
Um, all it is is just margin, right? For the unexpected. That's all we're trying to say. You got to make a plan for it. It's coming. There's a saving piece to this. And then there is beyond saving, which is, is investing. And right. We'll, we'll talk more about that in future episodes too, but like investing, investing is actually that it's investing for the long term. It's not, I'm trying to hit it big. I'm not playing the slots. I'm not trying to get my money back in a day or a week or a month or even a year. I'm going to do slow, boring, methodical, sound, smart, proven investing. And you do that over time and you become wealthy. You can't argue with it. The math works every single time. I'll show you some math here in a little bit. It works. So we'll, we'll, we'll go into investing at a later time. Cool. You good with that, Sheree? I'm good with that. Um, Let's talk about the third piece, which is actually the most fun part. The most fun thing you can do with your money is giving. So what do you think of, Sheree, when you think of giving? Uh, I think about that random. I feel like it happens a couple times a year. Like we get that random letter in the mail from a friend whose kid is taking a mission trip or, um, or we know somebody that's just going through a hard time and we would really love to just bless them and surprise them in a way that we know like they would never ask for it, but we just want to give it to them. Mm -hmm. Mm, Yeah. Think about like, think about a lump sum of money. It could be 10 bucks, hundred bucks, thousand, but whatever it is. And if you're honest with yourself, if you were to receive that or if you were to give that, which one would feel better? Every time, every single time, it feels better to give it. You can only do so much with money like taking it from someone, but giving it and watching someone's reaction or seeing the fruits of what they can do with that money and literally putting it in their hand and walking away and not expecting anything in return, there's no better feeling with that. So, Yeah, and God blesses that. And you're, he'll, he'll, he'll return it. Yeah. And, you know, from a, from a more spiritual look at giving, you know, a lot of, not a lot of, but Christians are called to tithe, right? All the tithe, and this used to confuse me when I was a kid and I didn't understand it, but like a tithe just means a 10th. It means a 10th of your income, which when I said that, most of you guys just went, whoa, that's a ton of money. And it is, if you look at it that way, but if you flip it around and go, well, it's not my money anyway, it's God's money. He pretty much gave all this to me anyway. I'm going to give him 10% back. It changes the way you look at it. So I'm not going to get into a scriptural story right now, but here's one, th- one verse that stood out to me a long time ago. There's no tighter person in the world than me, first of all. Yep. Financially, I can penny pinch big time. So the tithe was... That was an issue for me. Like, I'm going to go to work. The government's going to take their 30% or whatever. And then I got to throw another 10 on the table on top of everything else, on top of Cherie's haircuts. That was, that was tough, right? So I came across this verse. It was actually a pastor just kind of said it. And he said, um, why would you, it's, well, before I even give you the verse, some pastor one time said, 
why are you going to tip your server 20% and give God 10? Only 10. And I remember thinking, man, okay, that, that stung. But there's a verse in the Bible that says, bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. It's, it, I'm trying to make it not sound so like old. Uh, what's the word? Latin or what a Greek or whatever they say in the Bible. Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Test me on this and see if I won't throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there won't be enough room to store it. A few things in that verse stood out to me. Number one, test me. Like it's the only, <laughs> it's the only verse in the Bible that says test me. He doesn't say, um, be good to your wife, test me, she's going to love you back. He doesn't say, you know, pick, pick whatever topic you want to. He doesn't say, test me, and I guarantee you this is going to happen. But in that one verse, he says, test me and see it if I don't open up the floodgates of heaven and pour, I'm, pour out so much blessing on you, there's not enough room for it. I'll take me some blessing that there's not enough room for 10 times out of 10. And I remember reading that, and this was early in our marriage, but just going, all right, I'm going to budget for it. I'm going to put it in there. It's going to be the first line in our budget, and we're just going to do it. And that was a lot of money. It was a lot of money when I made X dollars a year. It was a lot of money when I made Y dollars a year. It's always going to be a lot of money, but it's always worked. I mean, mm -hmm. always. Like, we have more than we should have not because I'm smart by, by God, that's not it. But I think it's because we tithe. So anyway, that was three minutes on tithing. I didn't plan to go on, but it's yeah. true. Yeah. And he's blessed us in other ways too. So I think he, you know, blessed us financially, but in other ways um, also, and that can be a bazillion different things. And he definitely has been with us <laughs> walking with us, carrying us in multiple occasions. So yeah. yeah, it works. Last little nugget to think of on giving. It doesn't mean you're a bad person if you don't give, but, but think about it this way. Broke people financially broke, which just mean I mean, broke is not an insult, right? I've, we've all been broke. We're sometimes we're broke physically, sometimes emotionally, sometimes financially. So there's nothing wrong being broke for a period. I've been broke financially for a period. But broke people can't help other people financially. So you just took the ability to help other people away. So anyway, that's that's what I was thinking of on giving. Um, and the last topic, we'll wrap up. But just some basics out of all this, I want you to remember. I mean, we talked about spending and saving and giving. But just keep it very, very simple with your money. Numbers are finite, right? They're they don't have a pulse. They don't have feelings. They do what you're, what you tell them to do. So if you create a budget and say, we're going to stick to this, your money has no other choice. But if you walk around flippantly with no plan, just waking up and going, well, I guess I'll go to Starbucks and then Chick-fil-A and then, you know, blow money on these hundred dollar pair of jeans and just see what happens at the end of the month, you're going to be broke broke. Thank you. As a joke. So it's really small choices daily that kind of get you into this. It's not, oh my gosh, I haven't hit the lottery. I can't believe it. I, oh, I can't make six figures. That's why I'm having these problems. No, it's the, it's the small choices every day. It's the $5 coffees 
daily that wear you out. And I'm not mad at $5 coffees, but think of it this way. And I actually ran these numbers, so I'm pretty daggum sure of them. But if you've spent $5 a day for your whole, you know, let's just call it 40 years, right? If you just invested that instead of spent that every single day, 40 years, that $5 would be $1.29 million in 40 years. So I hope that coffee tastes good. If it, is it really worth that? Absolutely not. But I mean, think about it. If it was $10 a day, you're talking way more money than that. Or even if you just did half as good and you had six, 700 K in the bank because of that, it's small changes make a big difference. Yep. Thirdly on the basics, use cash whenever possible. I love the ability. I know we don't do that that much in the society anymore, but I love having cash on hand. It helps you negotiate. I want to negotiate everything. Like everything. She, she hates it. Everything. Like everything. I'm in the cash register or cash line, cash register line at Target. That uh, attendant is about to get negotiated with every <laughs> single time. And yeah. and he likes to use the bald man's discount. I, it works. Think of something to say. I if just asking for a discount, I'd probably say once out of every three times I get money off. Yep. And just it's usually just a joke. He says it like kind of funny, like I mean something like that. Like I'll funny. take the bald guy's discount, you know, or whatever. And half the time they'll laugh and they'll pull a coupon out from under the cash register. They're like, yeah, just because you like made them laugh. Yeah. Is it not ten percent off on every Tuesday? You know, just something stupid. But it works, man. Those people sitting there deal with idiots all day long. So you come in and smile and be nice. Yeah. You'd be shocked. And so you negotiate with cash, but it also elicits an emotional response to where you can, I don't know what it is about money and actual dollar bills, but it, it you feel it more mm -hmm. because that plastic is just like, I, you know, so if you have an emotional response when you're spending it, you're going to end up spending less or think more about your purchases for sure. Yeah. Also don't waver. Like you went, if you go through the fact of building a budget, coming up with a plan, you know, a, a give yourself some grace cause you're going to mess up, but be pretty tough on it. Like it, it, no is a full sentence, right? Like if someone says, Hey, you want to go out to eat? No, I don't like I'm, I'm on a plan. I'm doing something with this money. Or, you know what, we'll go next week because I've given myself once a week where I'll go out to dinner or something. And that sounds extreme. Like some of y'all have gotten so spoiled with, oh, I go out to eat every meal. I got a, I got several friends that go out to eat three meals a day, every day. Jeez. Always have, always will. I don't get that. You're, you're literally donating money out the door. Um, oh, and you can't be in that good of shape when you eat out every yeah, meal. All, you don't know what you're eating. Together. Yeah. Um, so learn how to say no to yourself and to other people and, and all, everything we talked about today was just about creating discipline, right? Whether you're trying to get physically fit or financially fit or spiritually, fit, whatever it is that doing these small, basic common sense, grandma's ways of doing things like just easy, common sense stuff creates discipline, but you, discipline is not like I hit the lotto discipline is 
I woke up every day and I chose not to spend $5 on coffee. And I did that every day for 40 years. And all of a sudden I'm a multimillionaire, you know, very basic stuff. I got up every day. I went to the gym all of a sudden, 10 years later, I'm really, really fit. And everybody's asking me what my secret is. And I don't know. I just do it. So have a discipline. Um, all of this kind of goes in the same bucket together. Yep. And you know, it's not that we, sometimes it feels like we're preaching and we don't want it to come off that way at all. We have made a bazillion mistakes, but also like, I think like Dave Ramsey is like somebody who has listened to every day in this household and has for the past like 20 years. Um, so it's just one of those, like you said, a daily discipline and Anything you want to add to that? It helps our marriage. I know that it for sure. It does help our marriage. We it, It's the number one thing that couples fight about is money. And I don't know that we've, I don't know that we've had a serious argument about money because before we even got married, we had this conversation and I knew what was expected. I, well, <laughs> well, not expected, but even, you know, even after we got married, I remember thinking we have got to get on the same page on money. Cause we sucked at everything else. Yeah. Like I was like, I, if money's going to be a fight, there's no way we stay together. Like, right. so we got to take money off the table and figure out how to make the rest of this work. So that's, right. that's what worked for us. So yeah. And doing money together. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like a uh, constant date. Exactly. <laughs> Getting on the same page is not going to work. Cool. All right. We will uh, catch y'all next time. Hope yes. you enjoyed financial fitness. Yeah. this episode of fit chat we'd love to hear your feedback the best way to do that is to find us on itunes google play or spotify and leave us a review we build our content based on your feedback so every review matters